Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast uh, with yours truly, I'm Aaron Burchill. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast and we're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are our own personal views. As usual, we kick off with follow-ups and shout-ups. Chris, what have we got? We got a fantastic email from Dennis during the week. Dennis is a a regular contributor to the podcast. He sends an email with loads and loads and loads of information all about A-frames. So uh, I think you're planning on meeting up with Dennis soon, Aaron. Yeah, we touched base with him and next weekend he's actually bringing his unit down and he tows a vehicle using the A-frame and he's going to put me in touch with people and I get to see what it is. Yeah, he might take a couple of pictures as well and we can post post them on our Twitter uh, during the meetup or whatever. And we had a follow-up email from a campsite owner uh, who wants to stay anonymous um, in follow-up to our chat about Wi-Fi in campsites. Um, so the email goes uh, to say, we have owned our site for a number of years and initially Wi-Fi wasn't a priority for us. Up to this year, we had a router in reception and the washing up point. And it's fibre optic, so it's quick, but would only serve pitches located close to the router. But based on feedback and customer ex- expectations, we recently installed two additional access points at a cost of 580, and now the Wi-Fi is available on every pitch. In reality, Wi-Fi is nice to have when we are away, but it's not critical. But I see how important it can be for some people, hence installing the access points. I can see that many of your listeners are, and watchers of Charlie and Me would be interested to know the Wi-Fi situ- situation on each site. And that was the question that was really raised. It wasn't so much should um, campsites have Wi-Fi. We raised that one ourselves. But mm-hmm. the, the listener that mailed us the last thing was asking for us to let them know when we visit a campsite if to have Wi-Fi and how good it is. Yeah, I'm tagging that on to the end of the Charlie and Me videos from now on. I, I did over the weekend, which we'll get to in a couple of seconds, but I met a lot of people over the weekend and I did ask them the question. I said, listen, we asked a question a couple of weeks back. Is Wi-Fi important to you? And I'm getting a, rest- a resounding no. If it's there, we we'll use it. But if not, we always have our phones. Yeah, it's not uh, an absolute necessity. It's just uh, a nice to have. But at 580 euro to extend that that campsite owners uh, to put on an extension so they have Wi-Fi, it's a bit of an outlay. And of course, it's it's a hidden outlay. They're not going to up their cost by a euro just to cover the cost of of Wi-Fi. It, it is a nice to have and a fair play to that campsite owner for, for putting it in. Um, so it, it does cover the whole range of the site. Anybody else out there, if you are a campsite owner and you're intending or not intending, we'd love to hear from you. We'll give you the contact details, as always, at the end of the podcast. And we ask you again, listeners, would you book or not book a site if it had or had not got Wi-Fi? Please let us know. Or uh, even another question, Aaron, is what's a must-have for you when you visit a site? That What a site must have? Maybe it's a playground. Maybe it's no playground. You know, maybe it's yeah. quiet or maybe it's... You know, there's there's lots of reasons why people would book a site and what, what's what's really important Preference. to people when they do book a site. Yeah. So let us know. Um, we got an email actually literally only Well, I, I was away for the weekend. I only checked the emails when I come home and it says here, I'm happily binging on your podcasts and I've only just heard of them. I love the genuine down to earth, no nonsense, gentle, honest approach you both have to sharing info and discussing camping matters. Continued success to you. You mentioned that Charlie and me have stickers. Please tell me, are they available and how do I order them? And that came in from Marie. She said, happy camping. Kindest regards, Marie. 
I emailed Marie back thanking her for listening to the podcasts and watching the videos. I got her address and I'm sticking some of the sticking. Do you get it? Do you see what I did there? I'm sticking <laughs> some of the stickers into an envelope and I'm posting them to her tomorrow morning. If anybody else would like to pick up a sticker, just let us know and uh, we'll do our best to get them out to you. Just use the email that we give you at the end of the podcast. Give us your name, address and your postcode if you have one anywhere in the world and we'd gladly get them out to you. And I was saying I was down in Ardmore camping. We went away for the weekend. The weather was absolutely fantastic for September and I met a load of people. Now, in fairness, I was wearing our new branded clothing for the podcast with the camping crew and a couple of people stopped me walking with Charlie. And funny thing, Chris, this, but people were saying, oh, is that the famous Charlie? I mean, he doesn't walk on his own. You know, he doesn't do the videos on his own. Just a little recognition. Hey, guys, you know. Well, Aaron, it's like this. It's called Charlie and me. It's not called Charlie and Aaron. So nobody knows your name. You're not the first one to say that. But thank you to everybody that we met over the weekend and had a chat with. We gave them the stickers for the Charlie and me and for the camping crew. And I met Pat Sheridan, who I've I've been following discussions on different Facebook groups. Now, Pat, like myself, is a photographer. He's leagues ahead of me, and I really do envy his work. And I was delighted to meet himself and Adele over the weekend. Pat, they're only camping a year, Chris, but they absolutely love it. They love their motorhome. It's their first motorhome. And he is so into it. He has set up a new Facebook group. There can never be too many Facebook groups. This one, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check it out, it's called Motorhome Enthusiasts Ireland. You can join it and it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of crack. There's no politics. So I signed up over the weekend, gave Pat and Adele some stickers for the camper van. And uh, it was a pleasure meeting you guys. And thanks for watching the videos. And thank you for joining us on the podcast as well. Yeah, I just joined that group as well. It looks good. Um, uh, I'm sure it's going to go, go on to become better and better and better. Speaking of groups, actually, the Total Motorhome Ireland group seems to have gone quiet on my feed. Uh, I think we might have been blocked for that for some reason, Aaron. I don't know. I noticed it went off my Facebook about two, maybe three weeks ago. And I actually tried to rejoin over the weekend on my phone while I was walking Charlie on the beach and it was accepted. But when I got back to the motorhome and switched on the laptop, it was gone again. Um, if anybody out there knows why, <laughs> we would love, we would love to hear from you we'll give you the details at yeah. the end of the podcast. we've certainly given them lots of promotion as well it's a good little um facebook group so that's just a pity but sure look no harm we'll keep on going there's always a new one motorhome enthusiasts <laughs> ireland sure that'll keep us busy right speaking of campsites let's do a review we mentioned that you know we have campsitereview.com which is my website where you can log on for free, join the forum and review some campsites. We're going to start taking some of your reviews over the next couple of weeks and reading them out here because it's not just my review of a campsite. We like to get your version as well. I mentioned in a previous podcast, I was in Roscommon. While I was in Roscommon, I took on a second campsite. This campsite is called Carrig Camping and it's in Roscommon. This is on Carrig on Shannon. The reason I went here, Chris, I don't know if you remember, about a year or so ago, the RTE television program At Your Service with the Brennan Brothers, where they go in and they help businesses that are failing or need a little bit of a kick in the bottom just to get going again. <laughs> and they've been pretty successful. Five years ago, they went into Curra Chase and they helped Warren, pointed him the right direction, and things have gone well for Warren in Curra Chase, which is in Limerick. You'll see it on Charlie and Me, our camping vlog. So I decided after watching the programme, which really painted a very bad picture of this campsite, I decided, well, Deirdre had said to me, you guys have got to go there. 
I only got a chance to go a couple of weekends ago. Carrick Camping is a very, very, very family-friendly campsite. There's a lot of activities for children. There's a massive big shed and it's an indoor sandpit for when the weather gets bad. They have their own little harbour on the Shannon where they teach you to stand up paddle boarding and when you get good enough or if you're confident enough you can actually go out and legally paddle up and down the Shannon outside of the campsite. There's fishing there. You can bring your own canoes and kayaks and anything you want. And they have a thing called a a big dragon boat where about 10 or 15 people go out and there's a drummer and you know you paddle to the beat of the drum and they normally head down river or head up into Carrigan Shannon. This site got a bad deal, in my opinion, from the RTE television program. They kind of came in and said, oh my God, this looks like a building site. And when they left, they kind of said, It still looks like a building site. They didn't do anything. What a pity. Now, when you go in the gate, yes, it looks like a building site. It's a storage yard for businesses that they have. But as soon as you drive past that and you come into reception and into the campsite, it's behind you. You look in front of you and you've got a beautiful view of the Shannon. You've got all their activities. They're big into their glamping. They've got two absolute classic caravans that you can rent out like camping pods they have a couple of of these old train carriages that are made into camping pods and they have about three or four of the teepees and they're all available for glamping they must have 10 hard stands for motorhomes or caravans now when i went there there had been torrential rain for at least two days non-stop so the ones down on the riverfront were just soaked the hard stands were fine but the grass was just too wet to be parking down there so we parked up in the overflow and had a ball now one thing that i noticed on facebook and on their website is they have wow bathrooms chris what makes a wow bathroom i suppose it's clean Yeah, that wouldn't you? Hot water. I'll tell you what makes a wow. So I I read on their website and on a few different places and our bathrooms are wow. And I said, okay, what makes a wow bathroom? So I went in to see. You'll see on the video when it goes up in a week or two. I walked into the bathrooms for the first time to see them. And OMG, they are wow. What they are is if I blindfold you, Chris, and bring you into the bathroom and open the blindfold, you'll think you're in a grade A hotel. There's a shower, there's a toilet, and there's a bath in each of the four bathrooms. They are tiled like grade A hotels. They are fantastic. Now, they have other bathrooms, other toilets, but their bathrooms are spotless. They're not the priciest of places. Now, by the way, they have 16 amp electricity. I don't think I've come across 16 amp electricity in Ireland at all, to be honest, which is normally it's about 10 amps. Here's the way it works. Tent, caravan or camper van with two people, 20 euro. Extra child, 250. Extra adult, 4 euro. Electricity, 5 euro. And showers at the moment are free. But I've got to recommend it. Check out their website, which is carrigcamping.net. They're just outside Roscommon. Literally, it's a 20-minute boat ride, but it's about a 15, 20-minute car ride. There's a lot of activities for kids. And RTE, shame on you. You got it wrong. This place is worth a visit. Carrigcamping.net. You know, fair play to them alone for setting the price of the kids at 250 You know, I think that's great. Kids' prices are starting to creep up to 3.50, 4 euro. In one or two places, we've heard of 5 euro, which 
fine for me and Deirdre. We don't have any. But if you have two kids or three kids, it does add up. So once again, carrickcamping.net. If you have kids and you're going away next summer, head up to Roscommon. In our tips, camping hacks, products uh, section, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about tar maintenance. Now, I'll just say that, you know, myself and Aaron, we're not we're not mechanics, nope. we're not experts, but I thought I'd just put a list together, uh, things for people to check to make sure that um, everything is in, in working order. You know, your tire is, the, your camper van's contact with the ground, you know. Yeah, so, it's your last um, stop. The, the first one on, on the list that I've added there, Aaron, is make sure you get a good brand. One of my mates uh, calls some of those um, cheap brands, he calls them ditch finders. He said, you know, you should never put a ditch finder on your van. And, you know, I, I, I can only agree with him. Just get a, a recognized brand. And, you know, I think they're definitely more trustworthy. One of the things on the brand as well, you've got to remember that most of us are driving three ton vehicles. So car makes of tires are not good enough. When you're reading all the numbers, your tire supplier should make sure that he tells you they come with a stronger rib because they're carrying three tons. So on the good brand, make sure you get the right manufacturer's specification for carrying three ton weight. Yeah, go somewhere that they're used to dealing with motorhomes or even trucks and that, because they're going to have the the, the proper ones there for you, you know. Um, another one is date of manufacture. Watch the date of manufacture, and that's an advisory on the um, test now as well. So make sure that you're watching that. Like I imagine over time that will become a pass-fail issue as well, but at the moment it's just an advisory. And you've got to remember as well, I recently purchased tyres for a trailer and there was only one year of manufacture left on them, and that's no good to you. If you're buying something for your, something as big as your motorhome or your car, make sure there's at least four years of a manufacturer's date left on them, that they're not four years or older. Yeah, yeah. and just check the, the correct year like for the type of vehicle you're putting your tyres on as well. Um, Pressure is really important as well. Make sure your van has the right pressure. It's not too low, not too high. I think every van, uh, motorhome, camper will have a sticker um, either on the door or somewhere in the van telling you what the pressure should be, you know, um, loaded and unloaded. And failing that, of course, Google is a good thing, not where your health is concerned, but definitely manufacturers have information up on their websites. But usually there is a plate inside the driver's door or just under the bonnet where you'll find your VIN number with your correct tyre pressures. What everybody knows about is tread depth. to just said we put it to the list anyway, just so you don't forget to check it. Make sure your tyres are at the right tread depth for your tyres. They'll all have a a marker on them and you know if we're getting close to it you know uh, i suppose i'd suggest replacing it before you actually hit that that which, marker. Co- which comes under where we're watching for wear cracks lumps damage look all around especially on the tread depth if she's wearing on the inside wearing in the middle or wearing on the outside you've definitely got either your pressure wrong or your tracking is off get your tires checked and of course coming up to winter even if you're not using your van over winter before you put it in for storage a lot of tire suppliers will do a free winter tyre check on cars, vans and commercial vehicles and that includes your RVs and your motorhomes. And this goes for caravans as well. Yeah, it's really important to to make sure you check all of that and look for damage in that. Um, And don't forget when you're checking your tyres, check your spare as well because your spare should conform to, to everything we've spoken about as well, you know, and any tools that you have for 
jacking up the van and for taking off the wheels, the wheel nuts and that, uh, is make sure you have everything you should have. Especially if your van has alloy wheels, chances are your fifth locking nut may be an actual secure locking nut and there should be a little adapter in the bag with your tool spares, with your jack and with your spanners for taking off wheels. So just check on that as well. This last item I put on the list, um, you know, really, it's I haven't seen it on any but It's just something I, I thought of myself. You know, if you're not sure what to do or how to change the wheel, you know, if there's any doubts, I, I might get killed for saying this, but don't change it. Call recovery and they'll help you do it. You know, there's no point in you been trying to jack up a van and jacking up in the wrong place and having it falling down on you you know now in saying that can i just say and i'm speaking on personal experience here as a member of the aa in ireland they do not cover vans over three and a half ton because i actually got a blowout in my four and a half ton van and they refused to send a truck out i i actually had no jack i had a spare but couldn't find a jack i have since purchased a three and a half ton trolley jack which i still carry in the boot of the new camper so just bear in mind if you're driving anything over your standard car license in weight of a van i do know for a fact the aa do not cover or call out over three and a half ton not even to change a wheel so bear that in mind or check with your insurance or your recovery coverage that you are covered yeah good advice there as i said we're not experts so make sure you, you know you know what's what's the right thing to do for your particular brand of tires and type of van as well it's really important now we said a couple of weeks ago on a, on a previous podcast that originally when we set this up we were motorhome drivers and we had the same with charlie and me i was reviewing campsites as a motorhome driver perspective but we've got a lot of people in caravans and tents that are listening into the podcasts and watching the videos and thank you very much for that and based on that myself and chris had a chat and we said do you know what we need to do we need to talk to a camping equipment supply company you know a shop that does not just motorhomes but that also supply to caravanners and tenters and walkers or whatever so i went to one of our old reliables charles camping in blessington uh, just outside Dublin and I got hold of Nigel who was the son of Wally and Wally is the original Charles and Charles Camping and I asked him for an interview and he said yes and I started off by asking Nigel first of all bear in mind they're in Blessington he was on a mobile phone the signal wasn't great but I've cleaned it up as best I can anyway I started off by asking Nigel Nigel how did the business all begin and here's what he had to say um, my father and mother set the business up in the early 70s and it's, they were campers and caravanners themselves. They had an interest in this sort of thing. Are you still in the same place where you set up? Yes, yes. It, it expanded a bit, but a bit more land over the years. But generally, yes, same old, same same plot. So the company is Charles Camping. Does it just cover tenters or do you cover motorhomers and caravanners? It's pretty much everything from a tenter right the way up to motorhomes. We don't... We sell tents, we sell caravans, we don't sell motorhomes. Do you sell camping trailers? You know the trailer tents? No, we don't. You do sell caravans? Yes, we do, yeah. And do you repair and maintain caravans? We repair, maintain caravans and motorhomes. So oh, we, have, right. we have a workshop. So we do have a decent workshop with, with three to four guys working in it, and that's open all year round. Do, do you have a season? Like, is the shop open all year round? Or obviously... The summertime you're going to be busy but are, are, do you do you have a season not really i mean for camping sort of from about paddy's weekend being in the hills so obviously we do a lot of hill walking our yeah. listeners were asking um makes of sleeping bags
bags and tents, do people tend to buy by budget or do they go for a particular brand? With us, it's generally brand, which is predominantly Van Gogh. We, we do their tents, their awnings, their sleeping bags, everything they do. We, we've been pretty much doing their, their stuff since we started in business. It's really good. They have a good backup behind them. And I'd say Van Gogh's really well known with campers, you know. They're, they they do a lovely range of, of, you know, driveway awnings for campers. So they're really, really popular. And again, one of the biggest selling things in the shop, you know. So we're, we're lucky to have them. And is it true or, or is this just a mistake that I see? It's like that we're gone more of these air pop-up tents and we're going away from poles and, and clip-in poles that we used to have? Yeah, the, the each year we sell less and less poles and more and more air. Yeah, that's 100% right. And I think Van Gogh would be the leaders in in air pop-up tents, aren't they? They are. They just have a really decent warranty with them. So you've got that backed up by, they can actually repair a tent as well. So they're not like a company that you buy something, there's a problem, there's nowhere to go back with it. They'll replace it, but Van Gogh can actually repair it for you. You know, even if you damage it yourself. I do know that Chris got a punter in his Van Gogh in one of the ribs and I think overnight or maybe within two days he had one in the post to replace it. So parts are readily available. Do you sell like those parts or is that a Van Gogh thing that you'd have to go to? No, we have, obviously we don't have a beam for every Van Gogh, but we have probably 100 beams here. So if somebody's stuck, we can get it out to them pretty quick. If we don't, Van Gogh promised to get it out within three days. So it's pretty good, you know. Right. Well, we were talking about tears and stuff like that. Do you have repair kits for tents? And do you sell like sealing products and cleaning products for tents? We sell sealing products. Cleaning products aren't great, is a hard one because um, generally if you use any sort of product to clean a tent, it takes the proofing off. Okay. If you use any sort of abrasive stuff it, it can destroy the, the tent completely so you can really clean a tent with is something very light like fairy liquid something like that but you have to reproof it right so know? afterwards because, you definitely have to reseal it yes you do yeah but nobody really makes a good i think grangers make a cleaning product but it's it's not we wouldn't sell much but like generally it's Generally, you just leave it out in the rain. And yeah, exactly. Business. Yeah. How often yeah. would you recommend sealing your tent? They say every three years. Right. Okay. And you sell the products? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is the most popular item that you would sell? I would say, like, if you went by brands, the most popular thing we do is a barbecue called Caddick. So not the cheapest, yeah. Nigel, but you get what you pay for, don't you? Again, it, it's sort of a product that's expensive, but really good. And anyone that's got, I've never had anyone come back and say, that didn't work or I didn't enjoy it. They'll just come back raving about it. And that's what sells it. Yeah, yeah. Know, we, so. we we purchased one from you, I'd say, about eight or ten years ago. And i got to be honest, I think last year was the last year we used it. But we got we got our money's worth out of it. Uh, speaking of your customer base, be it for tenting or be it for the caravans, is it a nationwide customer customer base that you'd have? Or do you tend to just get people from the locality? No, it's completely completely nationwide um, we get a lot of local business but most of our business comes from around the country you know it's split between and Northern Ireland even we sell a good bit in England as well so we're, we're all over the place and a lot of that is from our website that was my next question can you buy do you have a shop online yeah we do we do and is it a comprehensive website to the extent that literally what's in store is online Um, yeah pretty much everything like all the most popular stuff that we have in the shop is on the website. So okay. if, if we have it in stock and you order it before lunchtime today, you should have it by tomorrow at some stage, you know, so it's pretty right. good. 
Right, okay. Do you give discounts to any camping clubs or motorhome clubs or caravan clubs? Yeah, um, anyone who's, if they join the, the Irish Caravan Clubs or the motorhome club, once they have a card or the hill walkers, they get 10% discount. Give us your contact details right down to your website and a phone number or is there a, a designated email? Yeah, so it, it, I suppose the email is info at charlescamping.ie. The website is charlescamping.ie. And phone number is 045-865-351. So there you go, Chris. They like your Van Gogh. They really, they're, they're the main suppliers of the Van Gogh of all the parts and pieces. Your, your piece that blew up that time, did you get that online or did you go direct to Van Gogh? Remember, you got a puncher. Yeah, no, I had to go and get that from um, the webpage in the UK, the Van Gogh UK webpage. They just didn't have the, the stock at the time. But you were saying just before the interview as well, Aaron, that the, um, you know, we have a lot of campers uh, and that. But you show me a person who's got a motorhome that doesn't like um, wandering in around camping accessory shop, picking up bits and pieces for the next camping trip. I could go into a shop now with intending to buy, you know, water purifiers and I come out with a whole heap of things that I didn't plan on spending, chairs and tables and what have you. And it's amazing. You don't feel one bit bad about it. And that yet the wife goes in to buy a pair of underpants and comes out with a full suit. We do nothing but complain. It's amazing how <laughs> that works, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks to Nigel. So it's Charles Camping. They're in Blessington. If you're in the camping business and you'd like a chance to be spotlighted on our podcast, we'd love to have a chat with you. The contact details are coming up in just a couple of minutes. So please do get in touch. And yeah, we'd love to have a chat with you about all things camping. And um, finally, we move to our camp life section, the last section. And, you know, I just thought I'd mention the parking distances and you know, safety, uh, how close should you park, you know, when you're on different campsites. I know there's lots of regulations there. I've seen um, uh, some comments over the last few weeks on Facebook, different groups and some of the different forums talking about, you know, vans parking really close in car parks. And um, somebody in one of the groups put up a picture. um, I think it was one of the Heimer groups there a few weeks back where somebody brought their motorhome and they parked right up next to her the two windows were side by side and mm-hmm. the family in one motorhome would pull up were able to look in and almost eat the dinner off the table of the other neighbour so really I'm not going to talk about distance that but I suppose it's more out of respect if you're parking with people you know it's 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 just a, a mark of respect just to, to give a bit of distance and a bit of privacy to your neighbour and it's safety safety as well you know well in saying that if campsites have a reason for there being grass between each hard pitch and i think they say somewhere between four some say at an extreme six meters between door to door that we should be able to open our doors parked opposite each other and there's at least four meters and at the most six meters but if you're what they call wild camping for use of a better word do bear in mind if you're parking in a car park either park behind Try not park right beside because it's only the thickness plus a couple of inches of a white line that you're really leaving. And if something did go wrong, gosh forbid, you don't want to be taking part in your next door neighbor's mishap. So, yeah, out of, as you said, just out of politeness, give a little bit of distance uh, between whoever you're parking. Now, I know we park pretty close together as a group. 
when we go camping in, in certain places. Now, not that we can't open doors. There's always still a bit of space because chances are when the camping crew go out, we put up a few safari rooms and we put up little awnings. So that tends to give us our space, really, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really just, uh, uh, you know, it's courtesy. And it is a safety feature. Like I've seen some horrific videos online over uh, a few years ago of, you know, uh, caravans that were parked quite close and a couple of motorhomes. And, you know, if, if someone had the unfortunate mishap of having a fire in their van, you know, at least it's contained if there's enough space between different vehicles, you know. Right. I think that brings us to the end, Aaron. Yes, I think so. We mentioned uh, in a couple of previous podcasts we were getting stickers. We mentioned in the last podcast we have stickers. And thank you for those of you who have got in touch and hopefully you've got your stickers. And again, we'd ask you, Tweet us or email us a photograph of your caravan, your car, your van, your whatever that you have the sticker stuck on. We'd love to see it. Again, when you hear the contact details, all you've got to do is email us your name and address. And for as long as we can, we'll uh, post out until we start remortgaging houses. We'll post them out here as quick and as often as we can. So just get in touch. And of course, as always, Chris is going to give you our contact details. Yes. If you want to email us, you can email us at campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can tweet us at the camping crew. Speaking speaking of Twitter, we've got lots and lots of new um, Twitter followers in the last few weeks, so that's great. Look, keep on following us on Twitter and um, tweeting your ideas to us. We're also active on some of the different forums and um, the Facebook groups and that. So, look, if you want to suggest any discussions, you can reach out to any of us individually, and we'll be happy to include them in the podcast. As we said, you know, there's only so many ideas that we can come up with, so we really need your uh, ideas and campsites and products uh, and news items so you can email us um your reviews your details or we have uh, facilities that you can record um little um sound bites for us as well so look we, we'd love you to get involved and can i remind you as well about charlie and me our camping vlog on youtube that's all you search for charlie and me our camping vlog where we visit campsite stopovers and we also do some video reviews of products and we've got our campsitereview.com website where you can just log on read reviews from campers of campsites and stopovers and again products and you can also join our, our forum for free and there you can post your reviews. And we will start in the next couple of episodes on the Camping Crew podcast here, featuring some of your reviews of campsites and products. So please do log on to campsitereview.com. It's a free form. And Charlie and me, our camping vlog, is where you get the videos that we upload every Friday. So I think that just about wraps it up. We're getting close, of course, to is it the INEC that we're going to in Birmingham for the Caravan and Camping Show? That's right. That's in October. Yeah, we'll be heading over to that. So we'll come back with loads of good ideas and topics to chat about. And goodies. And hopefully, anyway, some goodies yeah, that'll <laughs> fit in the bag. So that's it for another episode of the Camping Crew podcast. This has been episode 25. I've been Aaron Birchall and I just want to say safe camping. And for me, Chris Byrne, uh, we shall goodbye. And um, don't forget to subscribe and tell your camping friends about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Thank you.